Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, my name is Josh. This is my dad, Joe. Today is episode number 98 of this podcast. I want to begin by saying thank you to everyone who listens and watches and supports the show. Um, we would not be on episode 98 if it weren't for you people um, who have who bless us with in, in prayer, um, in words, and even financially. Um, I'm hesitant to say even especially financially. Um, those of you who partner with us in that way, uh, you make this possible. And so thank you for doing that. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for our faithful partners. And I want to let you know if you're watching or listening, and this show is something that you enjoy or you've been impacted by the Katina's ministry in any way, and you want to become a partner, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com, click on the Give button there, and it'll take you to where you need to go. So thanks in advance for that. And with that, we'll get into today's episode. You probably, hopefully you listened to my last episode or you've seen some content anywhere on the Katinas Facebook page or Instagram or social media, um, and you'll know that this podcast on episode 100, which is, I guess, two weeks from today, is going to be making a shift in the platform. And so next week's episode is going to be one of our Island City Radio specials. I hope you guys have been enjoying those. That'll be episode 99. So that means today's episode is, at least for the foreseeable future, the last time I'm going to be recording a podcast in this format, just me and one other guest. And I asked my dad today if he would be willing to come by because I don't know how many times you've been on the show now, Dad, but you were actually the first guest we ever had on the show wow. uh, almost two years ago now, yeah. 100 weeks ago. Jeez. Well, 98, 98 weeks, weeks ago. Um, and so I just thought it'd be appropriate as since we started the show this way with me and you, um, we'd end the season of the show the same way with me and you. Thanks, Josh. Man, yeah. I feel honored. I feel honored. And as you were doing the intro, 98 weeks, I just thought, man, I remember vividly that first time I came to your apartment and yeah. we were kind of nervous and we were wondering, okay, is this how you do it? And am I talking loud enough? Mm. Uh, how, how long do we go? Uh, are people going to listen? So, man, Josh, I'm honored to have been with you i think maybe this is my fourth or fifth time on the mm -hmm. podcast and um, i love it man and i'm proud of you thank you for the great job and i do want to join you in thanking the partners those yeah. you know you and i have been in some meetings lately that uh i don't know we grew up in a culture where 
Sometimes our shame keeps us from asking for the help we need. And to our partners, I want to say thank you for investing in us. Thank you for listening. But also, uh, thank you for giving. And if you're not, uh, you don't give financially to Katina Ministries, we ask you to help. Help us to continue to get this message of hope and love and truth out to as many people as we can. That's what we need. That's what you're giving to. Great. So thanks. Thank you, Dad. Um, yeah, I'm remem- I remember clearly when you came over to my old apartment and we recorded for the first time. I think I remember uh, telling a story about when you had Matt Barkley text, send me a text. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah. The I think that was, that's the thing I remember from that podcast. And that show, like you, Dad, I was, I really, I'd listened to podcasts for a long time, never been a part of one. And mm-hmm. so... It was kind of a lot of like, am I doing this right? Am mm-hmm. I, is this what we're supposed to do? But when that story came out, it wasn't planned. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe there is something here with this podcast. And yeah. Maybe we do have a lot of stories to share. And um, so from that, I've gotten to talk to uh, a lot of people, people in my family who I know very well, some family friends, even some people who I don't necessarily know that mm-hmm. well. And so I want to thank you. And the uncles, hopefully they're listening, for entrusting this to me. And, you know, I think this podcast has never been, um, I'll be honest, it's not like the first thing I think of when I wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's not, there's a lot of other things that, to be totally frank with you, are more important to me than this podcast. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, and I think I mentioned this on the last episode, this podcast has been a constant for me. Yeah. And it's important to have those things that kind of anchor you. And so just being able to have the opportunity to at least once a week do this, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it if it weren't for you guys uh, entrusting that to me. And um, it has helped me throughout these past 98 weeks. So thank you. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Thank you for growing it and growing with it. Um, I did listen to your podcast from last week, and I haven't. So that would be ninety-seven. Man, if you haven't listened to it, I would encourage you to go. And Josh, I think I texted you yesterday as I was listening to it, and I said, "Man, I'm it's stirring up a lot of emotions in me: uh, fear, sadness, some shame." As you were sharing the story of your upbringing, and and some gladness and some gratitude, and I don't, I don't know. I wonder if you don't. You, I don't know if if you didn't have this this platform. Not that you wouldn't be being telling the truth about your life somewhere, but man, what a there's something about telling the truth about some things uh, a very vulnerable place to a lot of people that you don't even know. So I'm proud of you, and um, I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for you. Thanks, Dad. I have a question for you. Have you ever? sat in a room by yourself and just talked for 45 minutes no that was my first time ever doing it yesterday i never uh when i started i did not think i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do this for as long as i need to it ended up not being as hard as i thought it would be yeah i think part of it was because i honestly was not thinking other people are going to listen to this Mm. i was just talking and I was being very alone in this room at yeah. the time. I would, it might sound weird, but I think 
I would encourage people, maybe if you ever have a chance, you don't have to record yourself, but just if you're ever wanting to maybe get a better grasp of what's going on inside of your own Mm -hmm. head, just sit in a room and just start talking. How did you feel after it? I felt really good. Oh, nice. I felt like, well, I felt very aware of, it, it was a reminder of how much is going on in my head all the time. And the fact that I could look back and think, man, I just sat for 40 minutes and just talked with nobody else in the room. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know. Maybe no, not I, everyone would have that experience, but well, I did. I think it, hopefully it'll help me because, you know, there's times when I'm um, trying to put a, together a sermon or a little talk be, during concerts. And I don't, I think there's a little bit of a sh- hesitance in me to just like, go all out by myself. In fact, mom will walk in on me and she's like, who are you talking to? And I mean, I'll tell her, well, I'm just kind of rehearsing, but I'm not really, uh, for some reason, I'm hesitant to tell her, oh, I'm rehearsing for my message. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's my arrogance in other areas, but I might try that. Just start talking to myself. Yeah. Well, that's just a little thing I want to throw out there. Dad, uh, the third question I ever asked on this podcast and a question that I've asked on every podcast since then, mm-hmm. and I've asked you it several times, I'm going to ask it to you again. What's going on at home? And which is a great question because, uh, at least for me being on the podcast, and even if you ask it to me on a daily basis, that question, it's always different, mm-hmm. I think. And maybe not dramatically or exponentially different, but definitely what's going on at home is different than the last time I was on, which was probably around Christmas time or Easter. Easter, yeah. So yeah. just three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, uh, I think the the highlight of the year by far, and perhaps probably until the next time it happens, is that... Eli and Amelia gave birth, had Josiah, our their first son, our first grandson. So that is the highlight. That is the sense of joy, the source of joy um, that me and mom are experiencing. Mom is there right now. Hmm. And he's only, he'll be three weeks on Saturday, right? Yes. He'll be three weeks on Saturday. So... I mean, we obviously we're we have not adjusted into the rhythm. You know, the first week mom was there a lot. We were all there a lot. Then last week we're trying to give them their space and they 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 need they're on their own uh, understanding. They're trying to figure it out. Like, okay, what are how are we going to parent? How are we going to schedule? So this week we're at the place. Me and mom are at the place of. Um, when can we, when should we come over? Do you need us to come over? When can we come over? So I haven't seen him since we were all, t- all together on Saturday, other than pictures. Mm-hmm. I talked to Eli this morning to check up on him, but that's the highlight. Mm. Uh, just having a grandson. And he, I think this is what I wonder if this is going to be the experience. Cause everybody says this, when you get your grandson, your life is going to change. And I'll be honest it hasn't changed much yet. Mm. Now, there is some joy that I've never had before, but my life, we're still working. We still, mom and I were out with friends last night, the night before we were by ourselves. So it's not 24-7 with Josiah. Right. I'd love to see him as often as I can, but he's a he's a welcome part of the family, mm-hmm. you know, and 
so that's the highlight of what's going on at home. As far as um, I'll go to, as far as a work, you know, me and uncles are getting ready for this reunion. Um, and, and you, obviously, really helping us with that. And we're only uh, we only are traveling once this this month to Winston Salem, North Carolina next week for Father's Day. So uh, a lot of uh, working uh, at home mm-hmm. um, meeting, and then on a personal level, I think for me and mom, uh, well, let me let me say this for mom and I are doing well, and also experiencing you know we've been empty nesters now for almost three years so that's not like the new thing uh but just i think the most honest way i can put it is experiencing intimacy in our relationship that comes from pain Mm. and mistakes and uh neglect you know there's our merit we've been married for 30 years and i would say that thank god there's there's a lot of areas in our marriage where we are strong and well and i would say we always have known that we're not perfect we've always known that we've had some individual flaws but i i would have to say i can't speak for mom for me where I'm in a season for the first time where I'm being more accepting of those flaws, not as an excuse to stay flawed, but okay, what can I do? To work, how can I work on these areas of my life? Mm. Which is very humbling, very humbling, uh, sometimes grieving, sometimes uh, induces anger and fear and shame and all of that. I don't want to turn into this, our talking to therapy and all that, but that's fine. I've no noticed that it's been it's been a in that aspect it's been walking towards health, mm. a new health in in areas that I don't think I've ever been healthy in. Yeah. And then on a, a practical thing along the lines of therapy, I've had a stiff neck and show, bad shoulder. I'm going to say for almost a year. Mm. And I kept thinking, oh, it's the pillow. It's the way I'm sleeping. Maybe I injured it from working out, which those all, all of those things could be true. So about a month ago, I set up an appointment. Finally, one thing I'm trying to follow, do is follow through with things that I don't, I'm not interested in. Like I'm really good at following through with certain things. And then other things I just procrastinate and I don't pay attention to important things like, my neck and my shoulder. So I finally set up, set up an appointment to go to a clinic. And I was talking to Jackson, your cousin, who's now a, a doctor, physical therapist. And he said, well, uncle, why don't you come and see us first? I said, well, I think I thought I should go get a um, MRI and then let them tell me what's wrong. And then I'll come to you. And he goes, well, you can do that. Or sometimes you can save yourself from going, having an MRI and just come to physical therapy. So Bro, I have been in physical therapy for the last three weeks. Look at that. I can (laughs) turn my neck. It's still sore. It's not 100%. But I would say I'm 
85 percent wow praise god better praise god and thank you jackson and hannah thank you jackson. for helping me with physical therapy that's awesome dad um well you went through a lot there I want to start off with talking about being a grandfather. Mm. I feel like we've been talking about it for a long time. I don't even know if I've officially said on the... I think I have on the podcast. But congratulations, Eli and Amelia. Yes, congrats. Um, three, Almost three weeks ago, Josiah was born. You and the uncles were on the road the day that he was born. Mm-hmm. So I remember that day. I felt... Obviously, a lot of joy, but I, I was also sad that you. I knew, maybe I just knew that, man. My dad is probably his skin's probably crawling. Yeah. Like he just wants to be home. Yeah. And so I was lucky enough to be at the house with Eli and Amelia and Mom and Alexis when you got home finally the next day mm-hmm. after Josiah was born. To to watch you meet your grandson, mm-hmm. I would love to ask you. Can you walk us through? Your memory of that day? Yeah. So the day of, uh, mom was supposed to go with me to Detroit. And she, uh, her and Amelia were texting. And she says to me, I'm not going. I think Amelia's in labor. And I'm so glad that she made that call because I said, okay. And I'll be honest. I don't know why, where I came up with this thought. I thought. I'll be back Mm -hmm. before Josiah is born. Mm. Because that was Saturday morning. We fly to Detroit. We we go to some friend's house for a cookout. And uh, we're all in the van. Me, Uncle Yeti, Uncle James, Auntie Kathy. Auntie Kathy went on the trip. And we're all kind of like, Eli's kind of keeping us posted on what's going on. And mom. And I think around, it was 5 o'clock Eastern time. So like 4 o'clock here, I think. Literally, we're in the van and he's here. Oh, dude. Just instant tears. Mm. All of us. And I'm assuming mostly me, but everybody was crying and couldn't believe it. And I was so grateful um, as Amelia had a home birth, you know. Yeah. So I, and that's not like a normal thing in our family. Right. And I just was, I was really concerned about that and just her and her well being and Josiah. And so, yeah, man, I just, Bursted into tears, thanking God that everything was okay and Josiah was here. So that mor- that night morning, we wake up, we play a play a show, and then get on the airplane and come back. And I went straight to the to the house and to their house, and I can't explain it, Josh. It's uh, it's different. I've never felt that before. I, I've held my sons, but um. I guess when you are holding your own flesh and blood that your own flesh and blood produced. And maybe after at my age experiencing what it means to be a dad, the the good and the bad, the hard and the 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 good the the beauty of and the brokenness about it, I it's different. It's different from holding your son. I think I'll try to explain this. When I first held you, there was joy. There was a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do my best. And I, but I'm sure I, I was just afraid, uncertain. How am I going to provide? 
Um, how am I going to be present? And as you know, now you just turned 27. So many, a lot of great memories, but a lot of mistakes. Mm. So when you're holding somebody and you you don't know all the mistakes you're going to make, and I think that causes anxiety and and just man, um, so much. The joy is hyper, but so is the fear. At least that was for me. Eli, the same. Eli's born three years later, the same. Holding my grandson, joy and not as much anxiety. Hmm. Because first of all, He's got a dad. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I guess from a, if I could, if I knew, but I don't, I, if I knew when I was holding you and Eli, what I know when I was holding Josiah, I wouldn't be as afraid. Mm. But maybe that's all part of it. Yeah. Maybe it makes me trust in God. And I look back and even in spite of all the mistakes that I made, and this is not to let me off the hook or say like it was no big deal. Not at all. But the grace of God is a powerful thing. Yeah. And so I think I understand that much better 27 years later. Holding Josiah, I know God's got this dude. Mm. Uh, someone who I look up to, they shared this quote with me. Fear is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. Um, and I wonder, obviously, I think you when you were a young dad, it was probably wise for you to be afraid. Yeah. Um, but maybe I wonder if that, when you held Josiah and you say you don't feel as much fear, maybe it's because you've gained more wisdom. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's good, Josh. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll receive that. Um, yeah. Hey, he's just, he's a joy. I love him. He's going to go, he's going to fall. He's going to get hurt. He's uh, physically and emotionally and mentally. And maybe just looking at you and Eli and realizing that. He's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. He's going to have some wounds. He's going to have some scars. And by the grace of God, because I know you're going to do your best as a dad. Eli's going to do his best as a dad. Amelia, Alexis, they're going to be do their best. As, and guess what? It's enough and it's not enough. Yeah, It's both. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Yeah. I think... One thing that Josiah's birth has kind of changed my perspective on um, is actually my appreciation for my mom. Um, and I think seeing now my sister-in-law, Amelia, as a mother and understanding just what she went through to be a, become a mother for nine months carrying mm-hmm. Josiah and then giving birth to him at at home and then seeing her holding him and seeing the, the love that she has for her son already. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gained a better understanding of like, I know that's what my mom went through. And I think that's how she felt after giving birth. And it even changed uh, recently. I celebrated my birthday. Mm-hmm. It changed the way I thought about my birthday. I thought, man, Okay, yeah, I was born on this day, but also my this was a huge day for my mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, it's interesting. They say a baby changes everything. Mm-hmm. Well, it's changed that for me, which is yeah. weird to say. Like, 
seeing my nephew be born has changed the way I think about my mother, but I think it has. I think it totally makes sense. Yeah. Gosh. I think I have a friend who says <laughs> on his kids' birthdays, he gives his wife a gift. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I think mom would love to hear that. We'll be grateful to hear that from your perspective. So I totally agree. You need to get that? No, I'm Okay. All right. Well, thanks for talking with me, Grandpa. Have you stuck to JoJo or are you still waiting? I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm cool with whatever he calls you. Grandpa's fine. Granddad, Papa, whatever. I'm good. Cool. Joe's good. We'll call you Grandpa for now because that covers it. Um, All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about... um, the NBA Finals. Mm. <laughs> well, let me... Uh, I think... So last time you were on was Easter. So that was April. The trades for the Lakers have been made. Yeah. The playoffs hadn't started. We were fighting yeah. to get into the playoffs. Yeah. I think we probably were hopeful but hesitant. Yeah. yeah. Let, let me ask you. At the end of the season, the Lakers season now, that we can view the entire 2022-23 season in full... Would you say it was a success? Success. I'm yeah. satisfied. Yeah. With what we started out with. And this is not a slam to personally to the players. We just didn't have a good team. We yeah. didn't have, we didn't have a well, obviously you start out 2 and 10. We mm-hmm. we did not have a, a good team. We had a rookie coach as a head coach. I like him as a coach, but just his first season Right. Not a good team chemistry wise. Uh, trade deadline comes. We're what thirteenth or thirteenth thirteenth in, in the West. You need to get eight to eight. We end up being in the play in, and then we go to the Western Conference Finals. I'm satisfied. Yeah. We go to the Western Conference. I wish Finals. we didn't get swept. We get swept by yeah. Denver. Now, as we're recording this, Denver is up two to one mm-hmm. against the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. Um, can I ask you, cause I feel like I know all of my uncles are fans of the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think I secretly think I'm the biggest NBA fan, not yeah. Laker fan, but yeah. NBA. I feel like I probably watch more non-Laker games yeah. than most people in our family. Yep. How much of the Denver Nuggets had you watched before this, the series None. against the Lakers? I'm I definitely not a whole game. And so maybe highlights. And I knew there was a lot of talk about uh, a Joker. Yeah. And even Murray, I, I kind of mm-hmm. knew that they those were their star guys. Yeah. I did not know how great those guys are, at least right now, yeah. how great they are. I think, so I'll say, Jokic is always like this. Okay. I feel like in the playoffs, though, Murray has elevated his, his game even yeah. more so than... He's a great player. I yeah. feel like he's playing at his ceiling right yeah, now. Yeah, no, that's every cool. night, which is it's but, the right time to be yeah. playing at your ceiling. I want to ask, what are your thoughts on Jokic, Joker? Uh-huh. I feel like he is a star, obviously in the league, uh, a, one of the best players in the league, maybe mm-hmm. the best player in the mm-hmm. league. 
but I think he's a little different than what we're at least in recent past to what like the most dominant force in the NBA is. What are your thoughts on him? Like, do you enjoy his game? Do you are you like this is boring or what is it? Oh man, I enjoy his game. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, just my personality. If you're good, mm-hmm. I enjoy watching you, and he's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he didn't win the MVP when I watch him, but again, I didn't watch the season. I didn't see Embiid, so yeah. I don't want to debate that. But I think he's the best player right now in mm-hmm. the league, and and I emphasize right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's gonna be. You know, I heard. Um, I think Barkley or Mark Jackson said one of the top 10 centers in the league ever. Wow. Which, again, analysts do what they do. I'm a believer that you have to you have to have a track record. Right. If you can put three, four, five seasons together like that, then I think you're, oh, by far, then you can, of all time. Mm-hmm. Is he one of the best players of all time? I, I don't want to give that to him yet. Because what if he gets hurt and doesn't ever come back? Mm-hmm. Or what if he doesn't get hungry after he wins a championship, if they do win? Right. Which, by the way, I am going for the Heat. Okay. So um, I'm going for Denver. Yeah, I'm going with Eli. Okay. Uh, I'm tired of banging with Eli, <laughs> so I'll just, if you can't beat him, join him. Um, so that's my opinion on Joker. I do think, I agree with you. I think he's the best player in the league right now. And I think this happens every year, especially come NBA Finals time. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to try and make their big predictions, like, in the grand scope of NBA history. Yeah. Like, I heard something or read something today about if if the Nuggets win the Finals, Jokic will officially become the greatest European to ever play in the NBA. Over Dirk? Over Dirk. And I was like, <laughs> I mean... But Dirk played 20 years. Don't you have to? I feel like we're so quick to take away or forget like what was accomplished that not the Joker's not the greatest (laughs) European. I don't know, but he could be. He could be. He's probably on pace, but if he won the finals and retired, he's not. Yeah. And so I think everyone likes to get way ahead of themselves with that. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I don't want to get in the weeds, but I, 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 I think of Patrick Mahomes. I, I know the yeah. younger nephews, and, and I don't know if you're in that camp. Greatest of all time. I'm no, like, I'm not. What? Like he? Why do we have to give that to him right yeah. now? He's still playing. Maybe he will become. Yeah. But Tom Brady is not the greatest of all time, just hands down. Is there a an athlete that you can think of that maybe you can't, but he was like young or in his career he was dubbed like oh this guy's gonna be one of the greatest mm-hmm. ever and then it just like maybe he had a good couple years and then it just kind of fizzled out and now he's not in that conversation mike tyson mm. i mean in my opinion now he was one of the greats but the greatest of, i remember when he was first like the first year when he was just knocking everybody out yeah. for some reason everybody wanted to just make oh he's the greatest of all time huh like Okay, can we give him a few years? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Can you still be the greatest of all time when you had the ending that he's had? Hmm. I mean, and I like Tyson. I'm not a hater. Yeah. But that maybe that's I don't know. That that's no, the first guy that comes to mind that you had Ali. Yeah. Uh you had Frazier, you had a, a lot of other people. Sure. That I'm not, no, Tyson's not the greatest of all time. I think that's fair. I think, 
I think it happens a lot, like yeah. where guys, especially guys who start hot, mm-hmm. like we want to start dreaming about all that they can be mm-hmm. and what they're going to be in 20 years. Mm-hmm. But we forget that like a lot can happen from, yeah. um, from then to now. Like I think of a guy like uh, Zion Williamson. Like mm-hmm. I feel like before he ever played, yeah, everyone was saying this guy's going to be the yeah. best player in the league. Yeah. Cause he was had some, cause he was great at Duke or whatever, yeah. but he never played, and yeah. the people were yeah. already saying, "This guy's gonna be the greatest," yeah. and or the best in the league. He's mm-hmm. the next LeBron or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel the same way about this kid from France, mm-hmm. Victor Wembanyama. Oh, yeah. yeah, he could he be. Yeah. He might be. He's definitely different than anything I've ever yeah. seen. But also, he's ne- literally yeah. never stepped on an NBA yeah. floor. I feel like it's a lot to put on. I agree. And we um, should learn from Joker. Nobody thought Jokic would be as good as he is. Right. I don't think anybody. No. I don't think he thought he would be as no, good he as didn't. he is. <laughs> he didn't and even look, think... I, like, there's an interview. NBA wasn't really even a dream of his. It was yeah. like, that's out of reach for me. Yeah. I want to be a great wow. European basketball player. Yeah, I think and, I heard that. Yeah. So... Uh, we all just want to think we we have we can call it yeah, including me. Yeah, well, I'm enjoying these NBA finals. I know um, Alexis has a coworker who listens to the show. His name's Anil. You know Anil. I know Anil. Yeah, <laughs> he's a cool, dude. He's a big Denver Nuggets yeah. fan. And I think Anil's a big Denver fan. Yeah, I know yeah. he's a Broncos fan yeah. too. But uh, every night when whenever there's a game, the next night or uh, uh, the next day, Alexis goes and. Alexis is she's a a fan of yeah. basketball. She doesn't care like yeah. we do, but Anil's always talking about the games at work. And he's <laughs> so Anil, if you're listening, or Alexis, if you're listening, share this with Anil. Congrats, I'm going Anil. for the Nuggets. Good Congrats, luck to you, Anil. All right, Dad. Um, where are we at right now with time? Let me see. Thirty three minutes. Okay. So this will will conclude. Um, as we are moving into a new phase of the podcast, I think it is part of me is kind of mourning hmm. this, but I'm also thinking about over the last 98 weeks now, all of the new faith chapters I've turned in my life. And I think people listening, hopefully there's been some new, some endings and beginnings, um, but I think that is life. Mm-hmm. And I think what this show has, has really given me an ability to do is, or an opportunity to do is just almost, to, it has allowed me to be in the moment even during changes. Mm. Because there's been a lot going on in my mm-hmm. life that doesn't necessarily make it on the show mm-hmm. over these last two years, 98 weeks. But the show has given me a chance to kind of realize, wow, things are changing in my life. Mm-hmm. And I know things have been changing in your life. You, you just became a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Things change at work. Ch- things change with your family. Things change uh, in your desires, whatever it is. The, but I want to ask you, Dad, when you think about change and you think about endings and, and new beginnings... Um, 
do you have any wisdom to share with your 27-year-old son mm. about how to deal with change? I think it's okay to acknowledge, it's necessary to acknowledge that for many of us, many people, change is hard. Mm. It's supposed to be. You know, I think that perhaps for me, some of my life structure is good I, I i structure is helps me to function when i feel like when i'm functioning well it's because there is some structure in my life basic things um for me med- reading meditation spending time with family work working out uh, going to meetings of whatever those meetings are you know just some structure in my life but sometimes if I'm not careful, we, we can default to structure to avoid necessary change. Mm. I think that change, the, the only constant thing in life is change. It's always changing. I, 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 won't, I wonder what's changed in your life since 98 weeks ago. Mm. I think if you started listing it, there's a lot that has changed. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, and we don't have to do it now, but maybe perhaps when you're thinking about that, ponder, what are some changes that should have happened that you ran from? Hmm. I know there's some changes in my life that I just kept running from until I couldn't run anymore. Hmm. And then it's like, oh, I have to change. Yeah. Uh, you know... When Jesus came to to change the world because because of our state, he said, "I did not come to the world to condemn the world. I came to give you life." To, so we were condemned. He wants to give us life. That's a change. Mm-hmm. I didn't come to to make the the bad good. I make I came to make the sick well. Mm-hmm. We're all sick. We all have some kind of disease. Um, and, and maybe I'll say this. I don't want to project this on you or anyone else. I think I tried for so long to hide my flaws, my disease, whatever that was. Maybe I didn't even know I had certain diseases. But now I think there's a part of like, oh, when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, you have you have a broken arm. You don't just avoid. Oh, no, I don't. No, I'm fine. If you have your right mind, you're going to what do I need to do to get this arm well? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what change helps us. Mm. I know for me, in the last, especially year of my life, there's some changes that I've had to make. Part of that change is telling the truth about some areas that I never told the truth about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, no, well, I'm not hurting anyone else. Poof. Man, that was a lie. Yeah. Uh, or that is a lie. So what can I tell my 27-year-old son? Change is inevitable. Don't run from change. Stay in the moment while you're going through change. Ask for help. Mm. Ask for help. Um, Because there's changes in your life. I think, talking about having a son. When I first had a son, if, if a young dad asked me, what would you have done different? One of the main things I would have done different when I was... You and Eli were growing up was to ask 
other men for help on how to father. Hmm. I was too arrogant to do that. And I just, and again, I, I'm, I'm not, I hope this doesn't sound like all so shameful or shame filled. I did some things right. Uh-huh. I mean, look at you. And I did something wrong. Look at you. Hmm. And even though it all belongs and that's all part of my journey, I wonder if there's some things that you and Eli are being impacted by and Josiah is going to be impacted. And again, this is not a fear driven thing, but because I didn't, I, your dad or his granddad didn't ask for help when he needed help. Hmm. So I want to encourage you and anyone listening, you're human. I'm human. We're not perfect. We're sick. We need help. Mm-hmm. We need God. We need faith. And we need others in our lives that are just a few steps ahead of us in certain areas to help us. Yeah. Well, Dad, I um, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the several times you've been on the show with me. Now, mm-hmm. I, you're easily one of my favorite guests to oh, have man, on the show. Thanks, and, um I, I will, that. I hope that even with the change that is coming with this show, mm-hmm. I know that we'll continue to be able to have conversations like this with or without microphones and cameras. Yeah. So thank you. And I want to end this episode thanking all of you out there listening and watching. Thank you for being with me through the changes in my life and the changes in your life. Mm-hmm. Thank you for making this show uh, a part of that. And, um, I'm looking forward to the change. I'm also sad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you guys are really going to enjoy where the show is heading. This will take a good look. This will be the last time probably for a while that you see this studio. Um, so thanks for being here with me, but we're going to be recording actually, uh, the next time you see my face, for episode 100 will be in the Katina's headquarters, their office, mm-hmm. their home here in Franklin. Um, you'll see, you'll probably see some familiar faces, but you'll see more faces than you're used to. And so I'm just going to give you guys that and g- to give you something to look forward to. Um, we'll be on all the same places, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google play, YouTube, all of that. Um, it'll just be a little different. Um, but until then, To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.